Deathwatch. Okay, welcome back. So at the end of last uh, session, you guys had mostly been split up. And um, so we've got Casimir. You are on this for forge island in a in a river of flowing lava and there were some air elementals there who blocking they're gumming up the works on all of the <clears throat> the dwarven forge equipment and there had been um multiple large wheels that had stone golems uh at them with uh you know snake looking elementals wrapped around them and um, a large uh, pipe that had come out of somewhere in the center and led to you know different apparatus on this island, and that's where um, you had gotten by the end of last session. And um, Fenrith, you had made your way to a uh, a riverbed after diving into the um, the, the pool of uh, molten lava in Vainbeard's personal forge, and you followed a fire elemental, and this is um, eventually where you came out into this um, area. You don't have any idea where it is in relation to anything else, but you are in a uh, what looks like a large riverbed, and there is a section of a wall with a passageway through it, and uh, Lava is stuck there, being held back by um, massive water elemental that's um, taken the shape sort of a portcullis or a, a gate blocking that passageway. And there were smaller water elementals that had taken notice of you and were moving forward to fight. Um, and then Rohan, you had followed the Beholder and eventually... Through the twists and turns, you had come to this uh, manor house in this cavern, complete with grass and trees and things of that sort. And uh, you followed the beholder in in here, and you were just outside the room that the beholder is in with some other uh, one of his lackeys, and they're talking about uh, the need to get something done quickly, and that if he finds us, he'll destroy us. And if you remember, you looking in that room, seeing all manner of um, alchemical and magical uh, items for experimentation and potion making and alchemy. And there had also been some um, large glass um, cylinders with um, bodies floating in them. And there had also been um, some small hoses from the ta- the, uh, some item on the table that they were mixing different liquids into. And those hoses were feeding those liquids into these, um, these large glass tanks that these people are in. And um, so far they haven't seemed to notice you and they're very busy, busily working on something. And the beholder keeps repeating that they have to hurry. And then Graham, you had uh, quite a, um, you had jumped into a, some water inside one of the smaller forge rooms and followed uh, this path that eventually took you to this well is what it looks like to you. So your head is above water, but you're 
sight of the room is blocked by the wall of this well, but you can hear that conversation taking place as well. And you're not aware that Rohan is just outside this room, and Rohan's not aware that you're inside this room. Um, now, each of you, except for Rohan, um, had, well, all of you had felt your weapons and armor vibrating wildly, and eventually the inevitable explosion took place, and each of you woke up to realize that uh, once again, as has happened before, your armor and weapons have become more powerful. That hasn't happened for Rohan yet, but it has for the rest of you. And so um, now, as you're preparing to confront these elementals or whatever, um, you're you're gaining an insight into what these increased powers are, this knowledge that naturally comes to you. So we're going to start off with um, Rohan. Okay. Now, Rohan, you're outside this room. And you've got the boulder in there. There were two large chandeliers. And I'm going to put up a map for you. So give me one second to bring it up. Okay. Now I'll share this map with you. Share it with both of you, actually. So let me know when that's come up. Yeah, it popped up. Okay. I don't see anything on it yet, but it seems to be moving a little slow. Yeah, let me get your lighting set up. There we go. Now I see stuff. There you are. There you are, Graham. So anyway, lighting set up. So now, um, here you are, Rohan. And um, so you'd heard that conversation going on and you see these hoses. Now, when you look into these glass um, cases or whatever the word would be, um, you can see the bodies floating in there. And some of them, you know, they have like uh, hoses hooked up to them through the glass and they're just sort of floating. But this liquid they're in has sort of a bluish tinge to it, but also streaked with um, with a, like black oily substance. So you, you're not really able to make out details on these bodies, but that seems to be what they're focusing on. Okay. Because they've got this machine or this device on the table in front of them, and it's got multiple um, spaces on it for vials or beakers to be placed. And um, then they're like um, fed into the center and then come out through the hoses in different colors and whatever. So can I tell uh, what species the, the bodies are in there? Um, Do they look um, it looks, orc, hobgoblin? No, they look um, elven to you. Okay. But you're not able to actually see their faces. Yeah. But just by the the general shape they're either elves or humans even okay um could i make like an assumption that either this is how they're making those savage elves that we've been fighting or halflings or whatever or assume that they're a torture device of some sort oh well um they don't seem to be conscious or aware okay and they don't the parts of their body you can see don't seem to have any damage on them so it it doesn't seem like any sort of torture has taken place you know on first glance anyway yeah okay uh then i think i'm gonna assume that that's how they they make these corrupted beings that we've been fighting um okay 
So it's my turn. Yeah. So here's what we'll do. Give me one second here. Mm. And is that chandelier properly placed on the map? It's like in the middle of the room. It's not over the table or any of the people. Um, yeah, it's, it's placed right where you see it. It's, okay. it's not uh, at the moment. No one's directly beneath it. So in that room, then you've got uh, that long table they're working on. And um, I'll, I'll put the representations of the these glass cases, but they're on the other side of that table. And then you've got a uh, pile in the corner of uh, all manner of bones and rotting flesh, clothes, things like that. Okay. That's what you can see so far. So yeah, be your turn. So let me put... Actually, here's what we'll do. Let's have everybody roll initiative. Ooh, six. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty oh, nice. bad. Yeah, that is pretty bad. Graham just had to break with uh, the pattern, though. <laughs> I rolled low-ish. Yeah, he's just got that. Plus eight. Yeah. Well, I'm going to change them so it gets organized the way I want here. <laughs> A couple of them, anyway. So... All right, Ron, you're, you're, go ahead. All right. So I'll use a move action to swing open the door. And then the savage elf is the one that's uh, working on these vials and stuff, right? Yeah. So what you see is that he's the one mixing the liquids and, and adding things to them. The beholder right now has got um, a couple of its eye rays. And those are activated and focused on that device that they're feeding this stuff into. Okay. Well, I've tried killing the behold before, so let's try targeting the source right to now. RPG. Uh, Better luck killing them. <laughs> Random elf. Yeah. All right. So um, you're going to fire at that guy? Yeah. I'm going to use my many shot and shoot three arrows at it. Okay. At a minus six. All right, one second before you do that. And then, yeah, the minus two. Okay. So you're peeking around the corner there. Mm -hmm. And um, you go to swing around to take your shot, and that's when suddenly this vibration reaches its peak. <laughs> and uh, make a put a wheel save in the tower. We'll save in the tower. Oh. That minus two is supposed to be for my attack, not my... That's okay. Um, let's see. You got that. All right. Okay. So uh, you go to swing around to take this shot, and then suddenly there's this massive explosion in a bright white flash of light. And uh, you, you get that, um, that sort of flashing of vision that happens right before you lose consciousness. But... Um, you manage to fight through it and retain your consciousness and you, um, you finally regain control of yourself. Um, and just before you, um, and you just managed to stop yourself from hitting the ground. All right. And I redeemed myself for all the other times I passed out. Yeah. Unfortunately you became a flashbang, <laughs> but, um, uh, you also hear what was that? And then, um, you, you hear the beholder say, kill him. But that'll be your turn. Okay. So you hear this too, Graham. You uh, you hear this loud explosion, and then you hear both the, you know, the boulder and the sorcerer in here. So what was that? 
Yeah, I think I when we had ended, I'd actually turned on my water walking, so I was on the surface. Yeah, you're just ducked down so they can't see you. And there's like a cover on this well. Is that like a wooden cover? Is that right? Uh, no, if I said that, I didn't mean to. There's not a cover. Oh, okay. It's just like the the wall, you know, that they have on wells, the, the stone ring around wells. Yeah, well, I'll uh, risk peeking over or... Do we need some time, like, so I'm not just metagaming that I have new abilities. Do we need some time to understand what our magic items are capable of now, or? Uh, no. Uh, it, you you immediately understand what they're capable of. Well, yeah, I guess I will spend my standard action then to activate the vanish on my armor. Okay. And I'll peek over. All right, so um, I'll put you there so that you can see. What's going on in the room? How is it activated? Because I might not do that. <laughs> I've got to shout real loud. Power up. <clears throat> I'd be par for course for, for Graham, though. Vanish. Yeah. <laughs> well, this would be... Disappear. Mentally. Okay. Yeah, because they're usually command word, but if we can do mentally. Yeah, so I'm just, I'll just uh, watch for now. Um, already my move action to move someplace else if let's say my companions come into the room or they leave the beholder and the savage elf leaves for some reason it's too bad graham doesn't have a lower intelligence than wisdom right we'd have to have a whole episode like <laughs> uh was it kelly bundy back in married with children days where peg has to explain to her that thinking is like talking except without actually Words. speaking <laughs> It's activated mentally, Graham. How do I do that? Okay, okay mind, say the word. <laughs> yeah, especially after your mental connection with Bloodtooth and you just talking out loud. Is he still there? Do you still have, uh, like, Bloodtooth uh, sending emotions your way? I don't think so. I think the dragon personality is there now. Well, that's what I was referring yeah. to. Like, just the overall ego still there. Oh. Out of game, I feel a lot safer now that Budtooth isn't a dominant personality. Yeah. Less yeah. likely to have him stab me while I'm sleeping. Well, if he's creeping on us to kill us in our sleep, that means he's awake, which means he's on the lookout for other monsters. <laughs> That's yeah. all I could do, by the way, Brandon. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just setting something up here. Because if he had been trying to kill you that night, you never would have gotten dragged off by the mountain lion. Yeah. Or the jaguar or whatever it was. But I don't think Bloodtooth had really been a part of him at that point. No, no, it wasn't. I think yeah. he was still using a spear. Yeah. Well, I was just saying, if Bloodtooth had been there. Yep, he would have just coup de grace me. No, he would have had to have announced that the, there was a giant cat coming your way. He would have saw it because he would have been awake. True. <laughs> trying to coup de grace you. All right. So um, let's see what you've got coming your way, Rohan. 10 orc archers with multi-shot. Yeah. A disintegration ray from both the beholder and the elf. Oh, I found out, like, uh, another reason that he might not be disintegrating us is uh, he had two of his stocks cut off. Oh, yeah. By uh, the... I'm guessing he's a Scion user, but I'm not sure. Well, Probably Maximilian. Mm -hmm. Those did grow back. No. But they were baby eyes. <laughs> <laughs> So instead of disintegration, it was like a lesser spell that does the same thing. 
<laughs> now Deadpool's like popping into my mind. <laughs> you got these little tiny squirmy stocks that are just starting to grow back. <laughs> That's why he felt good when the, his little toady was talking him up because he's feeling insecure about mm-hmm. his two new, yeah. new grown eyes. Okay, so um, you can hear the uh, the beholders like, "Stop him! I can't be interrupted." Oh, he shouldn't have said that. Just start mooing, interrupting cow. Yep. So uh, right now you're like, actually, let's be more accurate here. You're actually like more here. Okay. Like you'd stumbled back, so you're not actually looking in there now. But you do hear that. And um, you see this uh, sorcerer. He sort of like hobbles. He's got like this weird gait where he drags one of his feet. But he um, steps over here trying to get an angle to be able to see to be able to see you so he stopped by this window that's looking out over you know into the yard there that you that you saw when you were f- flying up above mm-hmm. um but he gets to here and then he can see you and he's like mister it's one of them <laughs> i always don't want to kill this guy now why because he's he's like that pathetic creature oh. that that will attach himself to any anything of power like we could recruit this guy i can't remember the guy's name suddenly from Eagle? dracula yeah uh, or, yeah eager I, oh from dracula yeah oh what was the, he dracula? what was he like the was he a psychiatrist or a doctor that goes mad i forget i think it's different in the movie and the book right yeah i'm gonna look it up <laughs> yeah so he comes over here and he's like master it's one of them and he's got like panic in his voice and um, you can see him raise his hands to cast a spell. And when you hear that, Graham, like you're peeking out and you hear you hear him say that. But obviously he's not looking at you. Hmm. If he can't be interrupted, continuing would be good for him. So him being interrupted would be good for me. Okay. It's not my turn though yet, is it? No, not, not quite. So um, <clears throat> he's going to... Like you see him raise his hands and he casts a spell on you, Rohan. So, um... Please let it be lightning bolt. Please let it be lightning bolt. Renfield. Oh. Yeah, the minus two against earth effects is gonna hurt a little bit in certain times. It it just means we're not able to dodge lightning bolts, right? Yeah, so he casts this spell and, um... Well... You feel like this, uh, invisible force start grabbing a hold of you. Um, and trying to gr- grapple you, essentially. Um, we'll see. No, it's actually a... Uh, um, Fortitude? It's a grapple check. Oh, big bees. I was using telekinesis mm. to make a grapple attempt on you. Okay. What is my escape artist? Might be better. Nope. All right. So, grapple check. Oh, that's not the best. Not that bad, though. Not that great against uh, like a large creature. That yeah, could... I'd started putting rings to escape artists, but I stopped for some reason. Oh, probably because you went wizard. Yeah, so it um, you're trying to fight against this invisible force that's um, you know wrapping around you and grabbing a hold, but you're not able to shrug it off, and it's got it's got you in a grapple now. It's probably too late to use a hero point. Look at that by mm-hmm. one. Yeah, by yeah, one. you lost by a single one. Okay. Um, Let's see. It's probably a good thing that they don't have it, but I almost wish that there was like a sliding scale when it came to grapple. Like by one, you're kind of just 
tussling, but you're not actually grabbed. If it's by more than 15, you're auto-pinned. Yeah. But those rules kind of get bogged down anyway already. Probably just bet for the best. Yeah, the complexity of some of that stuff is tricky to yeah. get right. right in rules. So he's got you grappled, and that's his turn, and then it's your turn. And so... Um, I guess I'll try and break the grapple. Yeah, so you can yeah, try to escape by another opposed grapple check or escape artist. Yeah, it'll be a grapple. Okay. That's much better. Yeah, so um, that probably will do it. Yeah, that does it. So you're able to break the grapple there. And then do I have one action left? Yeah, like a move. A move? Yeah. Right. Yeah, because um, that's in a... Yeah. So I'm going to move over to yeah, here. That's a standard action. Mm. I'll move over to there to block my view of him, but open up my view of the beholder. <laughs> uh, enemies start busting out the grapple. You'd rather be in potential line of a side of a beholder. <laughs> well, the beholder seems really distracted with whatever he's doing, mm. and he gave away saying, I can't be distracted. Okay. As you dart across that doorway and, and take that cover and you've got a line of sight on that beholder, you see that he is facing away from you and uh, he's, uh, he's still working on that device. Mm -hmm. But there are eye stalks that all, you know, that are focused on you now, swirled okay. around. So, um, Graham, your turn and you, from your angle where you're hiding there, uh, you do see a flash across that doorway, just the the barest flash before it's um, out of sight. But you do recognize that it's um, it looks an awful lot like Rohan's armor. Okay. Well, let's see how well this vanish works. I'll just try to move up into melee distance here. Seems as though I'm inaudible as well. Yeah. With it. And it's on Mike looking around. Does anybody <laughs> see me? <laughs> <laughs> anybody n notice me here? Yeah, I actually will just hold there for the rest of my turn. Okay. That way, if it all works out, I can do a full attack next action. <laughs> or like that, uh, or, well, anyway, the running joke on any of those people that turn invisible in like comedy. I guess I could yeah. take total defense. So okay. that's, that I'll take total defense. All right. Best one was Eric the Viking uh, with the golden fleece. Mm -hmm. He, uh, it only made him invisible to the girl's father. But he thought it made him invisible to everyone. So he's like running through stabbing soldiers and stuff. And they're like, what is he doing? The one that I immediately thought of was uh, oh, the black guy from, oh, what was it called? It wasn't League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It was the one with uh, Ben Stiller. Oh, Mystery Men. Mystery Men. Yeah. yeah, that's a good movie. I'm invisible. But only when no one's looking at me. All right, Rohan. Um, he didn't blast me. Yet, or is that what he's doing oh, right now? Oh, sorry. Yeah. So Rohan, um, yeah, he he is one of those uh, or more of those eye stocks are gonna. Wow, that's the sound of Never my imminent good. death. Never good. <laughs> I think you might get cover though, right? If, if there's any sort of save involved, reflex. It's reflex. It should be because I think if any corner of your box causes his line to pass through a wall, but I am in a perpetual state of confusion about the wording on that sometimes. Yeah. 
No, it's got to be the butcher's line. It's got to be your bowl. <laughs> Another great movie. Which one was that? Uh, Tommy Boy. Oh, okay. Don't know if I've ever actually seen it all the way through. Yeah. How he keeps messing up that that sales line that his dad used that he heard early on and he can't quite get it right. I always like those type of ones. Like, uh, was it my favorite one was Bible quotes from Arrested Development where they're just <laughs> going through like the whole Bible throughout the course of the episode and just screwing it up every which way they can. <laughs> All right. So what is your touch AC? Touch is 15. Uh, you got shield on? Nope. Yeah, that's why you should never let it drop. Might only last a couple of rounds because I'm only level one. Mm. Yeah, so one of the rays does fire at you, and this is like a gray color, um, but it goes wide. And then another one, um, another one fires off as well, uh, but also goes wide. And this one is um, black, but both of them miss you, and they go a little wide. And then, um, let's see, this one. Glad Graham didn't decide to choose the square directly between me and the beholder to stand in. That would be awkward. So this, um, oh, sorry. this sorcerer, you see him dart over this way and raise his hands to cast another spell on you, Rohan. Um, yeah. I should be wearing like a, a Robin uniform that's meant to draw attention to me so that, you know, Batman Graham mm-hmm. can sneak undetected. <laughs> You know, you have been adding more vocal fry into uh, Graham's voice that you do. <laughs> so make a, well, maybe you don't need to. That's why you've been wearing your underwear on the outside of your chainmail this whole time. It all makes sense now, right? Line cloth around it. <laughs> uh, it chafes. <laughs> and the link snapped the hairs. Uh, man. Yeah, so it will make you cast this at you. Um, so you can see this like translucent, it looks almost like a bubble form around you and um, slowly start to complete itself and gain more solidity until it sort of looks like glass. But um, you're just, uh, you know, trying to avoid it and you just get too much of your body outside of it and then it shatters and disappears. And then that's your turn. All right. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in last stand mode here. So I'm going to target the beholder and do a full volley. Uh, did my did I get the the weapons upgrade with that? Ex- explosion? Yes. Okay. All right. So, yeah, full volley of four arrows. That was horrible. Well, you got two hits. What were those all sixes? You got three sixes and a nine. Damn. All right. Um, So, yeah, two hit. All right. So, yeah, a couple arrows um, uh, stick into that boulder and do 21 points of damage. And then I'll take a five-foot step back so that the beholder can't target me. Okay. Yeah. Then that'll be my turn. All right. So, Graham, so now you can clearly see what's going on here. Um, They're both focused on attacking Rohan, although this beholder continues to, um, his some of his eye rays continue to do something to this machine, which is um, feeding this these odd-colored liquids into these tanks. And 
whatever's going on there, it seems to be um, like something seems to be happening. The the liquid in the tanks is swirling and boiling, and the streaks of the oily black substance are growing and increasing and wrapping around those bodies, and um, the the glass cases themselves are starting to shake a little bit. Okay, so in that time, I've been waiting for uh, to be, to come under attack. Have I reasoned out that I can sneak attack this thing? Yeah, I mean, uh, nothing's, nobody's, it's definitely working. Nobody can see you. Nobody's paying attention. What if I spotted any weak points? I, I'm trying to wonder if, or I guess I'm wondering if I know when I come up against an aberration that is immune to critical hits. Um, well, I guess it's not an aberration thing, but some aberrations are right. Right. And so you're not, you're not just going to automatically know. I'll have to, but in this case, roll the dice. um, in this case, you're able to reason out that you should be able to find a weak point. Okay. Or you can see areas that, um, like where the skin is most certainly tougher and there's some plates, um, on it that, you know, wouldn't have Hard if it wasn't them. trying to protect something. The other thing I got uh, screwed up on by reading theory crafting on the internet is, so I attack, my invis drops, do I only have sneak on the the one, the initial attack, and then the other ones are not sneak attack ones? No, because... Um, Sorry, I shouldn't have read what those internet people said. I'd figure it'd be flat-footed to you until... He can act, it's, yeah, yeah, until he can adjust. Just no. like at the beginning of a combat when it starts, yeah, because well. you're all, you're flat footed until your turn, basically, right? So, well, essentially, it's a surprise round, really. Just so it's not going to have its all your attacks should get sneak attack. Okay, on, well, on this turn anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, and then none of them afterwards because I. He wouldn't be flat-footed anymore. Right. Okay, so I will do a full attack then. I won't worry about my defense in the hopes that I can do a lot of damage here. So let's no. see. Yeah, your thing's not there anymore, oh. so dodge. <laughs> oh, right. Dodge. <laughs> I'll set my dodge. Okay, so here's my main hand attacks. Oh, oh my, God. my God. Hero point. <laughs> uh... What the that doesn't heck, seem very man. random. That thing just yeah. immediately we, showed one. We've had it happen before. Well, let's see how the other two do before I decide to hero point. So here's the offhand. Is that another one? No. So I got so one hit in there. another one, though. Yeah, so I'll hero point just one time for one reroll. Okay. Still the a miss. Uh, lag is definitely affecting the rolls. Yeah, so one... One hit, then. There's the damage on that. And sneak attack damage. <laughs> and then I pop into view. Yeah. Uh, that didn't go as well as I expected. <laughs> you better do something, Rohan. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I'm like, what here. What the heck? To me. Uh, that's it for me. I'm not dying here, Rohan. <laughs> yeah, so you um you know, you come up to this beholder and doesn't even notice and you stab into it and you know, tear down your 
um, dagger there and open up a giant wound and some odd things are starting to actually poke out of that. And it, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's floating generally pretty stable, but it dips a little bit when that happens before it writes itself. And now you see, you know, four eye stalks all swing around to look right at you. Yeah, it's looking at me, Rohan. <laughs> the last beholder I killed went down in one hit. <laughs> Wait, what? It was a representation of a beholder yeah. and symbolic of a choice I made, but still. The id versus the ego. <laughs> All right, so um, <clears throat> then, um, uh, then Graham, you, you hear this um, loud thunder crack, and um, there's a bright flash of light that um, it runs in a straight line and then widens in this um, robed stranger steps out. Uh-oh. So he steps out. He's got his staff. You can't, um, like his hood's been thrown back. He's got blood uh, coming out of his face and the tattoos on his head are moving uh, really fast, like all over the skin that's visible that you can see. And, uh, you know, before when you'd seen him, he, he looked entirely average, and he still does, minus the tattoos. But you can you can tell by looking at the expression on his face that he's reached a level of anger that... Um, That's when things start getting fun. That he, Yeah. <laughs> at any rate, he steps out, and uh, the beholder, a couple of those eye stalks see him, and that beholder shouts, No! At the same time, this um, these cases are like starting to vibrate madly and the um, liquids in them are bubbling. And then this uh, robe stranger uh, holds f uh, forth his staff and uh, you can see him close his eyes for a moment and then you'll need to make a, a reflex save, please. Oh yeah, Brandon, uh, Boulder also has to make a fortitude save DC 31. Who? Or be staggered. Why? It's, I have staggering strike now, oh, so if right. I make a sneak, uh, if he fails, then he can only take a move action or a standard action for mm -hmm. one round, unless okay. he receives magical healing or a heal check. Dang, why did I have to roll low on that? You know what? I'm going to have to hero point that. I'm already in a bad spot. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I'd say go again. <laughs> you don't know what's going on, man. Magic spells are getting cast. You got reflex save. Got to get that in evasion going that's what you need okay if it's another two i'm sorry i'm just gonna go walk out the door sure this isn't a d10 i'm rolling that could be a d6 yeah i was hearing some sure. people talk about uh having to do the hundred dice purge on roll 20 it's like some weird superstition <laughs> they got right do you have evasion i do yeah okay hundred dice purge. i don't have improved evasion though that's what it sounds like. You roll a hundred dice if you start rolling like crap, and mm. it's supposed to. The, the superstition is is that it jumbles everything up. All right, clean. So, uh, Graham, you see this guy. He's holding forth his staff, and it looks to you like in the air in front of him, you see these um, little twinkles, sort of like uh, light reflecting off glass, and then that's when you notice that there's this um, large group of uh, what looks like black broken glass or obsidian stone swirling in the air in front of him. And then it uh, bursts forth, but it seems like it's coming from 
some other place because it just keeps coming, this massive um, wave, this cone of broken glass or, you know, stone shards, whatever it happens to be. And uh, it, it carries, a, um, there's an audible component as well. So this massive explosion, it's as loud as anything you've ever heard and sweeps over you, over the beholder, and um, even um, completely obliterates those glass cases behind the beholder. And then, uh, let's see, what do you got? So you'll take, oh wait, you have, okay, so you'll take 29 damage from this. That about half your hit points. Yeah, I already had 12, so put me at a 41 of 67. Yeah. Oh, Rohan, I made a mistake to me, to me. <laughs> I didn't know there was another guy there. Still got to make you that ring, that platinum ring um, with the spell where we basically share my hit points. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so uh, here's what happens. So you don't see anything, Rohan. You just hear this massive explosion. Uh, but Graham, you see as this these shards are tearing through you and slicing into you. Um, this beholder is just completely destroyed, um, sliced to ribbons and nothing, nothing remains but a pile of oddly colored, um, flesh that, um, just floats there. But when, when those glass cases are broken, the, there's an explosion that makes that first sound, you know, pathetic in comparison and this one carries with it this massive <coughs> flash so make a fortitude save both of you guess are rolling good yeah, this is definitely <laughs> on the low end of the spectrum today well, when I did my test roll I got the crit out of the way like so I, always just do. A, I got two of my crits out of the way that's why I don't roll dice just randomly anymore <laughs> All right, so Graham, what you experience is uh, odd. That explosion happens, and those cases are all shatter, and some odd liquid spills out onto the floor, and you can hear what you think is the wet thud of uh, the bodies coming behind it. But at the same time, there's a flash uh, so bright that it burns out your vision, and so all you can see is contrasts of black on a field of white, uh, that could be something or could be nothing at all, but you do get the sense, you do get the idea that you um, you feel a, a, a jolt from Blood Tooth, you know that place where he resides in your mind, and it, it's sort of the sensation of something being stretched beyond its limits, and uh, suddenly you see nothing and hear nothing as you lose consciousness. Uh, Rohan, you, you see this light spills into the room you're in and covers every corner there too. And it's so bright that it threatens to blind you. You manage to shield your eyes and, uh, and save your vision. But the explosion, um, rocks this entire place and this, uh, the floor underneath you, the walls, everything's shaking now. And, uh, you can hear, uh, what, the closest thing to it would be the sound of maybe rocks falling down a cliff face or something, but you can hear this rumbling coming from inside that room. Okay. But it's um, your turn. All right. 
So I can kind of see the robed stranger, but I'll I'll take a five foot step forward, um, so I can get a look into the room. Okay. Yeah. So you step forward, and you can see that um, that sorcerer. Uh, he's facing away from you now, and he's got his hands up in the air like people do when they can't see. Okay. Now, um, yeah, and then you see that robed stranger over there holding up his staff. And I see Graham on the ground now? No, uh, you don't see Graham at all, actually. <laughs> and the beholder is dead, right? Like, just a, so. Yep. Um, Caco demon. Only thing that remains of Graham is the crushing guilt you feel, Rohan, not being there for him. Well, I never actually saw him, so no, I, I may have imagined hearing him. He, he blinked in for a bit, because I don't think you could have heard him either. Well, I thought I had moved to the side before he stabbed. Oh. So he was still in, like, yeah, yeah, completely was, invisible. Was vanished, yeah. But he did say something after he did that stab, so you yeah. did hear him. Yeah, I tried so to I heard him, you. But I might be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll uh, target the robed stranger. That is what happens when you spend what, like four days swimming in viscera, as we <laughs> we have. Yeah. Plus, I'm really damaged, so I might be suffering from head trauma as well. That would be kind of a cool thing, though, is to have one PC be a fifty-fifty oh, chance they're that actually there. Should have only rolled one set of four. I don't know. Oh, I have both of them targeted. So the Chargulus ones. Um, don't matter. Okay. So, um, yeah, none of it does. Cause you, um, you fire those arrows at that, uh, rope stranger and you can actually watch as they streak towards him. And then almost lazily, they just move a little and, and miss him and go skittering off along the floor or into the wall. Two crits wasted. Yeah. All right. And he doesn't seem to take notice of you. Okay. That was my turn. All right, so um, Graham's on. You're you don't you're unconscious. Maybe, maybe, From maybe dead. Maybe you never existed. You don't know. But um, then Rohan, you can see that uh, that robed stranger. He gets like this um, uh, this look on his face, like um, contempt or disdain. He doesn't look at you, but he's looking towards that beholder. And then there's that slash in the air in a thunderclap and he disappears now the sorcerer is just like stumbling around calling out master i can't see and uh this place is shaking like crazy now um like really shaking like almost difficult to maintain your footing sort of shaking and the chandelier um over by where the robe stranger was has broken free and fallen to the floor and you can see that 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 device the beholder was working on on the table mm-hmm. something weird's happening with that because it's mostly made of metal with some some wood here and there and it's got a base to it from which all the little tiny um platforms for placing the beakers but that base you can see a odd light appearing from it like from the center of it and emanating outward just a tiny bit and then receding and then coming out even a little bit further, like it's slowly spreading and it's heated up to a point that it should be liquefied, but somehow it's not. Okay. And, and Graham's nowhere to be seen either. I'll still call out for him. Graham, are you in here? 
Graham, answer me. Yeah, yeah, you don't get an answer. I can't. I don't exist. I may never have existed. (laughs) It only heightens your madness. Yeah. I'll start talking to my weapon as if it's Graham. Yeah, so you don't get any answer. And then make a reflex save as a massive chunk of the ceiling above you falls down. All right. Yeah, so you're able to um, dive out of the way just in time. Now, you do you have evasion? Yeah. Okay. I think I may have improved evasion. So this uh, large chunk of the, the ceiling above you falls, and, and you're able to get out of the way in time. But uh, you can see um, cracks forming all along the ceiling above you. As this place starts shaking, windows have shattered and everything except that device has fallen off the table. And now um, now it's starting to make an odd sound, like a whoom, whoom, whoom. Okay. So what do you do? Um, first, I'm going to move up to it. Okay. I guess that would be my whole round would be to move up to it and inspect it. Okay. Up close. So behind you, um, this uh, this sorcerer is still shouting out, and he's wandering in uh, random directions. But um, at this point, he makes his way to where Shargul's was, and uh, he slips on the <laughs> blood there and falls down. Uh, and then you are uh, examining this device, so... Um, uh, yeah, do you want, let's see, what are, for, uh, I don't have used magic device, um, and I don't know if any of my knowledges would count, knowledge dungeoneering maybe? No? No. Yeah, I think um, probably like arcana. Yeah. If it's a magical It's a class thing. skill, but I don't have anything in it. Uh, spellcraft? Uh, well, try it. You might be able to determine the effect that's about to happen, but not how to use the device. Yeah, just trying to figure out what it might be doing. Yeah, so uh, you're not able to determine what it might be doing. As you get up close, uh, first of all, where you are now, the heat is um, almost to the point where it would deal damage Okay, that's coming off of this thing. And uh, it set the table on fire underneath it. You know, the only alternative now. You gotta dive into the well. But this... uh, Oh, no, that's not what I was thinking. This light that keeps... um, It's spreading bit by bit, and that sound it's making is getting more and more frequent, or faster. All right. So, I mean, you know, just basic intelligence would tell you that somehow... Whatever energy is contained here is increasing, and that that can't take place forever before a bad thing occurs. Yep. So, I'll do the stupid thing. I'm going to pull out my heavy mace, <sighs> and I'm going to start smashing it. Okay. All right. So you do have um, high wisdom and intelligence, Rohan. <laughs> yeah, but I figure this is some sort of power that's not good, and I need to try and stop it any way i possibly can you're a brave soul yeah all right so ron you take out your mace and you um smack this device with it and it's like just before your mace makes contact you feel a large very strong hand grab your ankle (laughs) 
and you can look down just in time to see a vague, a vaguely humanoid shape um, covered in some sort of oily substance that obscures the features. And then there's an explosion, and you know no more. Consciousness fades. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Casimir, so, um, or Fenrith, sorry, Fenrith, you're on this riverbed, and about 50 feet away, there are water elementals coming towards you. And then you've got the, uh, the huge water elemental that's blocking this, the, that lava from flowing down this riverbed. And you don't understand quite yet why you know that that's bad, but you do get the feeling that you're here to resist that, um, to let this, this lava flow free. Okay. Am I able to, uh, cast any spells down here? Oh yeah. All right. I will see what I've got left. All right. And then Casimir, you, um, you were on this Island and, um, you've got this section of massive pipes coming out of pretty much the center of this Island and then branching off in multiple directions and, uh, smaller pipes that then lead to these, uh, enormous cylindrical, um, stone structures that stretch up towards the ceiling. And, uh, you remember that each of these wheels um, that that had the stone golems, uh, it's hard to say what they do for sure, but there was some apparatus coming from the center that, that had what looked like a lot of copper wire leading up to um, a point above the center of the openings of these c- cylinders. Yeah. And then you'd got the um, uh, air elementals wrapped around these stone golems and then in that large pipe where it comes out of the floor there's a really massive air elemental yeah so yeah like uh i'm gonna go jogging up to that all right so um might as well cast shield while i'm on my way over there (laughs) okay yeah yeah so you can't did you Mm -hmm. does it put that on you yeah okay all right. So, um, for this, there isn't a map. Yeah. No problem with that. We'll do theater of the mind here, but you can target in the combat tracker. Okay. Anything you want to do. So, what did you want to cast, Fenrith? Um, I was going to re up my, uh, righteous might and divine power. Um, I'm checking to see if I have another one of those left. I don't think I have another divine power. So it'd be righteous might. Okay. So put righteous might on you here. Okay. Um, so here's what we'll do. Okay. So we'll start out with you, Casimir. So you're heading over and um, you've got about, um, well, there's it's 60 feet from where you are to reach that central pipe location. Okay. And so you cast a shield on yourself, and then we got two of them on you here. Oh. Looks like you already had shield on. Mm, I'm pretty sure by now that first one would have been gone. Okay. We'll take that off. And you're not still invisible. No, I'm seeing invisibility, I believe. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're heading over there um, to where that massive um, air elemental's wrapped around this. And so... 
basically you're looking at a localized thunderstorm really is what it looks like over that section i mean it's small compared to a thunderstorm but um it takes up you know 40 feet ish square in that center area there and so you can see streaks of lightning and in you know definitely a weather anomaly yeah (laughs) i mean you can and it's really loud you can hear the sound of blowing wind really loudly so um as you start walking that direction then uh, off from either side uh, where they'd been concealed by the forge equipment um two uh, elementals step out to bar your path uh, or to head towards you these are also air elementals but they have a more humanoid shape to them although instead of feet it just comes to a point you know mm-hmm. but they do seem to have a general shape of arms and a and a head you know um i mean they're big they're bigger than you but they're not as big as that one but they step out and start moving towards you okay um and so you know whether it's from uh the ring or your experience with Caleb the Galebder for whatever reason, you you just naturally have um, an enmity em- towards these sorts of <laughs> elementals, and you can tell that they seem to not like you either. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but you know, this has happened after you step you you cast your spell step forward, but we'll put it at your turn as they're moving towards you now. So you've got two um, large air elementals sixty feet away from you. All right. Moving towards you. And it's my turn to act or am yeah. I done? Okay. Um, yeah, I'll move 40 feet and uh, already my weapon, if they get close to me, I'll, I'll bip them, but I'll uh, shout out to them that uh, I'll not let them bar my path and that they should flee. Okay. And that's my turn. All right. So at this point, that one in the center, the huge one, um, you can see all that swirling in random direct chaotic directions now turns and focuses generally towards you. And, uh, you can see the the flashes of lightning from within, from within it. Um, and the, the sound that it's making the blowing wind, uh, it gets louder even, but then these, um, as if, you know, it had given instructions, these two other ones uh, dart forward to attack you. So, um, just to make this a little easier, um, I will put just a no, no detail map up with some tokens so we can get some tokens and then track just the general uh, distances and things like that. Okay. So I'll share a map with you both. Here's Casimir's. And there's Fenrith's map. All right. So, Casimir, can you see? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so these uh, these two large elementals um, are headed headed directly for you, um, and uh, they're they're s- extremely quick. So it's like they're out there, and you see them, and then suddenly they're up in your face, um, trying to slam you. All right. All right. So they sort of like, you know, um, 
they've got these arm-like appendages and just harden right at the right time as it swing it towards you. And that one hits you uh, for 11 damage. And then this other one will swing at you as well. Um, but he misses. Now, Fenrith, you see your map, right? Yeah. All right. So um, there you are. You're in this riverbed. And uh, let me get... Now, can you see those elemental? No. Right. Let me set this. Now I can see them. So everything's got this uh, glow, and it's from the magma pulled up against that elemental down at the end. So it's your move. And then you've got these, uh, so far what you can see, two um, large size, you know, about as big as you, um, water elementals. And these, uh, you know, they look like, um, like vaguely humanoid in shape. So your move. All right. I'll start by... Moving, what, uh, 20 feet up Okay. to there. All right, and then I'll cast uh, Flame Strike on the big one. Okay. All right, so you cast this spell, and a column of flame appears and um, slams down on this thing. Go ahead and roll damage there. Okay. Yeah, so you can see this uh, flame wash over this, and uh, you get that steam effect from evaporating water. That's the only um, indication you get that it did any damage. But uh, Anything else for your turn? Uh, nope, that should be it. Okay. All right, so these other ones start moving forward, and they get they get this kind of weird, the, the part of their body that's sort of shaped like legs, it completely loses that shape with each step, and then it just looks like a, you know, water pouring forward on the ground as they move forward. Um, and they're, they're not moving very fast, uh, but they do, yeah. So they move up to about there, headed towards you. And then, um, Casimir, back to you. Are we standing on stone? Yeah. <clears throat> well, we'll see uh, if I can get away with this or not. I'll use uh, Stone Shape to try to just enclose that elemental in essentially a prison. Like, okay. just shape it up around it and just seal it off. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, for the description of stone shape, if you want me to read that out. No, I got it. Okay. So you can form into any shape that suits your purpose. Okay. And then we get 10 cubic feet plus one cubic foot per level. So what is that? 23 cubic feet? Yeah. Based on the ring, I believe the ring's 15th caster level. 25 cubic feet. Yeah. That should be able to do it. Um, then it would probably have hardness and hit points based on the, the thickness that you believe it would be, which would probably be pretty thin. Yeah. To go 10 by, yeah. And then it, yeah, it'd be very, very thin to completely envelop them, but okay. Yep. And then I'll, I'll, I'll look at the hardness and hit points there. And then that'd be my turn. Oh, declare dodge on the other elemental. Okay. So tell me when he's uh, attacking so I can put it on. All right. All right. All right. So the hardness of hewn stone is eight or ten foot. So what I'll do then. Okay. Got it. All right. So, yeah. So you uh, use this ring and the stone just, um, you know, burst up around in a, a sort of a perfectly square shape to enclose this air elemental that's um, floating there. And you can see it like 
try to try to dart out, but it's not quick enough. And then suddenly you've got this um, basically just a stone column sticking up out of the floor. And uh, you can hear the thumps from inside as uh, as it bangs against the stone in there. Okay. So that one. So it's going to try and hit the stone, break its way out. And so that's what you hear, you know, the thumps of something bashing against the inside of that thing. And then this other one will attack you now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, take two two slam attacks on you. Um, let's see. Looks like mm. one hit and one miss. So that one will do seven damage to you. And then Fenrith, back to you. All right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna cast Blade Barrier in. Come on, was that area right there? Because that should hit him, right? Where did you put that? Who are you hitting? Oh, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that can, should. It can attempt a reflex save to try and end up on either side of the wall if it wants to give up its spot. All right, so go look here. All right, so go ahead and do uh, the damage then. Okay. All right, anything else for your turn? Um, no. Okay, so this uh, blade, this... Um, uh, Blade barrier springs into existence and starts whirling around, and you can see it slicing through the water and splashing water everywhere. So, I mean, it leads you to believe that it's doing some some sort of damage, but the elemental itself is not moved from its place. Um, so then these other ones will move move forward then, and then we'll be um, back to Casimir. All right, I'm going to five foot, and... Um... I'm going to minus five from my attack to add to my damage, and I'm going to full attack the air elemental, wielding the trident in both hands. Mm, let's re-roll one of those. We'll re-roll the uh, first attack. Got minus five back. Oh, come on. All right. That's my dang turn. <laughs> All right. So which one? Okay. So no hits. Yeah. Do you want me to put the one that was entrapped back up? Back the away. marker. Oh no. Okay. No, I got that one. Okay. Yeah. So you go up and you um, you're attacking this one, but you're not able to find purchase okay. on its air body. Yeah, I'm literally trying to fight air. So I guess. <laughs> and then um, you can hear some more pounding from inside the uh, that barrier you put up, and this time you see a a, a small crack start to appear. Mm-mm. And then uh, this other one will retaliate against you. Um, all right. So this one, um, starts spinning wildly and, uh, and it grows in size and then, um, basically becomes a whirlwind. Um, so it's like at this point, like 40 feet high. Mm. Um, it's not much bigger around down where you are, but, um, up, up towards the top, it gets much wider, you know, like 30 feet wide. Um, food's here. So it's uh, it just turns into this whirlwind and then moves over you. So you'll need to make a reflex save. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, that's good enough. So it it moves over the top of you and it's spinning and you can feel it starting to lift you in the air. But um, you're able to 
stop it from doing that and maintain your footing. And then Fenrith, back to you. Okay. Um, do we do the uh, blade barrier damage again? Yeah. Is it? Does it get another reflex save? Yeah. Okay. So do you, I just hit cast again, right? Yeah, just do it again. Okay. Okay, and then damage. All right. Uh, now for your move. All right. I am going to far. Um, I'm going to cast heal on myself. Okay. As it's, uh, so I think what, this is going to end up being wrong. Yeah, because it only shows heal as 13. Yeah, yeah. that's all right. I'll <laughs> set it right. So, yeah, you cast right. heal and all your wounds are healed. <clears throat> all right. And that should be my turn. Okay. So these water elementals are slowly getting closer to you. This one, yeah, so they both move around in front of you. And then, um, Casimir, now it's your turn. So you've got this whirlwind around you, but it's not able to pick you up. Um, and then you can still hear the banging on that one in, inside your the column you made. Do I even think I could damage it when it's in its whirl, whirlwind form? Um. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I think you can. Okay. Um, well, I guess what I'm going to do this round is uh, cast uh, Stone Skin on myself from the ring, and that will put me at a 10 slash animantine damage reduction and give me 150 uh, absorption from that, essentially, before it dispels. Okay. And I uh, hmm, guess I'll just stay where I am. Yeah, that's my turn. All right, so stone skin once per week. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a way I can put that as an effect on you. Yeah, I don't know about the hit point tracking of it, but the 10 animantine damage reduction should. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I already got a hit point thing ready to go on in the notes section. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, so let's, um, yeah, we'll get that on you. All right, and that'll last how long? Mm, 10 minutes per level, so uh, 150 minutes, or until discharged. Okay. All right, and uh, so yeah, then that, uh, that one's turn. He doesn't go, and then this one will continue to try to pound its way out of the column that you did. And so you'd seen a small crack, but so far it's not widening. So it's still in there pounding away. Um, <clears throat> and then this one, it's going to try to pull you up yet again. All right. So another reflex? Yeah. Yeah, so it's not able to. And then it, um, you know, just like that, it shrinks back down to its regular size um, out outside of your space there. And now Fenrith, your move. All right. So the blade barrier will go off again. And then I'm going to cast... Um, flame strike uh, right in front of me there to hit these other two. What? Uh, oh, that's, I see what you're, okay. Yeah. All right. Because I'll be using my uh, domain flame strike. Okay. All right. So that, um, that does an extreme amount of damage to both of them. You can see that a lot of the water that makes up their bodies just evaporates and turns to steam there, and you can hear them scream out this warbly uh scream anything else for your turn um no that should be well 
ready my sword for when the first one steps in. Okay. Um, yeah, so this one will step forward and um, do a slam, couple slam attacks at you. Because that should provoke the attack of opportunity, right? No, because they have reach. Uh, Time to become even bigger, John. I do. There's a wording on that one. Does it just say specifically makes them large? Or does it say increases their size category? Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so they come up and start swinging at you, but, uh, you know, their attacks are blocked by your armor. And then, Kazimir, um, your turn. All right. Oh. I will full attack this one again. I will minus five. Let's see if we can get it going. Add it to my damage. Come on. One hit. Yeah, one hit. All right. Okay. And that would be my turn. Yeah. So you do a pretty good amount of damage to it. Um, more pounding away from inside that column. Uh, so far, oh, yeah, the crack does widen a little. Uh, just a little, but it's definitely noticeable now. Another one will attack you. All right. Um, and he's got, it's got one hit on you. Okay. For 10 damage. All right. And then Fenrith. Is that over the damage reduction? Yeah, it wouldn't be any at all, actually. Let me, uh, did it put well, damage on you? I don't know, but I need to try. I, I just need to know if it was subtracting so I can figure out how much goes into. Uh, <laughs> you know what we can do to f- do that? How many, how many can it? What's the limit on it? Hundred and hundred and fifty. Okay, so we'll put one fifty in your temporary hit points, and then any time it does enough to damage you, we'll take it out of those. And once that's gone, it'll be done, right? Well, the problem is, is any that would get over would actually still damage me. I got you. Okay. Right. So, so we'll take ten away each time it does ten or more, mm-hmm. and then we'll add. Okay. All right, but this time it, it didn't. So it would have t- taken you down to 140 as far as that goes, but not any real damage Okay. to you. All right, so Fenrith. Now you've got these water elementals um, right up in front of you, swinging away. They don't seem to be doing any damage to you. All right. But go so, ahead and roll for that blade barrier again. All right. So that, um, you know, it's hard to tell what sort of damage you're doing or how much, but... Um, that seemed to do the trick because these blades are slicing through the water and a little bit splashing here and there, but suddenly that water just gives way and turns into a pool that um, starts rolling towards you. But very quickly, it's followed by this magma that causes it to just evaporate into steam. And so now you've got the the magma bursting through that hole there. Okay. And then I'll, I'll attack this uh, one to my left with a full attack. Okay. All right, both hits. Yeah, so you're slicing with your fire sword um, through that one, and then it just loses its shape and just dissolves into a puddle on the floor as it dies. Then I think that that would end it. Yeah, so this one takes a couple more ineffectual swings at you, and then it's to you, Casimir. All right, we'll do the same thing. Minus five, full attack on it. All right, both of those are hits. All right, so plus 10 to damage on both of those. There's the first one and the second one. All right, so that, um, you know, you start stabbing into it there, and that that destroys that one. All right. It just does so much damage that it's not able to maintain shape anymore, and it just 
turns into a wisp and floats away. And um, that one's dead. Do I have to be able to see my target to declare dodge, Travis? You know, off the top of your head? I mean, I would assume so. Or do, or do I have a dex-based thing, a dodge one, right? Yeah. Do I, or do I just have to know they're there? I think you just have to be aware of them. Uh, well, Because you wouldn't actually lose it if you're flat-footed. Okay. Because well, I don't think you lose dodge bonus. What do you say, Brandon? Yeah. I, we'll go with, well, I'll just... Because I'm going to, I, I want to attempt to declare it on the elemental that's in the entombed. Okay. Like, I know he's there. I know he's busting out. Yeah. Well, yeah, we... I'd say you can do that. Okay, so that's what I'll do and end my arrow oh, five foot and then end my turn. Oh, I guess you do. You do lose it. <clears throat> yeah, anything that mm-hmm. makes you lose your decks. You but yeah, lose I mean, you can, in this case, because you know he's there. All dodge bonuses. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, inside there, you uh, you hear more pounding going on there. Oh, dumbass. So um, that crack widens even further. And now you can sort of see in there some uh, little blowing bits of wind and lightning, and then a second hit makes it even wider, and it looks like it'll soon fall away completely. Okay. Um, so, Fenrith, now you've got just this one more up in your grill uh, taking swings at you, but then also there's this river of magma headed towards you very quickly. All right, I will. Um, well... Was there a way out of here? Well, you you sort of... And I know I dove pl- down into the... Yeah. So I guess I would just have to swim back up. All right. Well, no, you're not swimming. You're not oh. in fire. You're in a riverbed, a dry riverbed that the lava used to flow through. And so on either side of you are the walls of that riverbed, and you climb down those. Yeah. And so you could head back up the same way you got down. Okay. Zola, try and dispatch this thing first. Okay. And then I'll... Yeah. So that kills that one. I'll five foot in whatever direction I had come from. All right. So that puts you heading this way. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so um, then it would be back to Casimir. You got this uh, one still stuck in there, and that big one hasn't moved yet. Can I put my trident through the crack that it's made? Yeah. Essentially use this like a murder hole? Well, you could. It would fit through there. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll minus two and or minus five and full attack it. Okay. Uh, I guess it probably even minus more because it probably technically have uh, cover. Yeah. Let's see. Would would the cover tick work up there? Yeah. Is that then the modifiers one? Yeah. I think. Well, up at the top of the combat page. On your actions, it's uh, another extension I downloaded. Yeah, so I'm actually not going to saw that one yet. Minus the five from that because that minus four is going to hurt, and I'll just full attack it. Combat and then switch over to the combat on the thing. What did I get? Misses. Uh, one hit and one miss. Okay, because uh, he didn't have it targeted. Oh, there we go, and th- that's my turn. Yeah, so you're able to get your trident in there and do some damage. Um, and that's where we're going to have to end for the day. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to get home. So. All right. Thanks, thanks man. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, wanted to get more done, but you got a late start. So we'll probably be able to finish this up next session. Okay. As long as we don't have any more.
This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening. Thank you.